tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to Rock. join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones, twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Oh, this was a great show today. Great show, big show. A regular coming back, drop the hammer of the gods. Hope you guys had a great Labor Day. I hope you did labor on Labor Day, okay? I hope you took some time off, enjoyed it, barbecued, hung out with the family, ninas and ninas, and enjoy that, and ninos too. Uh, guys, real quick, if you'd like to see me live, I have some upcoming events coming. Uh, this weekend, Thursday through Saturday, I am at Plano, Texas. I'm at the Plano House of Comedy with my boy Zane Helberg. Then next Wednesday is Comedy Chaos, live at the Comedy Store, September 14th, two shows, 8 p.m. and 10.30. And then Saratoga Springs with my boy Howie Dewey at the end of the month. Come get weird, bro. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Okay, let's get into it. I'm very excited to have this next guest back. He has a very popular podcast called Macro Aggressions. <laughs> like who we call it? Microaggressions. Macroaggressions. Uh, it's it's a great podcast, and he's part of the uh, Four Horsemen of the Union of the Unwanted. Please welcome my good friend and uh, Tinfall Hat regular Charlie Robinson. How are you, Charlie? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me back. When are you coming to Denver? What's going on? We keep working on it, man. I keep trying to hold off for uh, the comedy works out there because everyone says that's the best comedy club out there, and I've been dying to play it. But I've also get hit up a lot to go play weed shows, but I'm not a weed guy because I'm yeah. I sober, and I always get told I bring coke energy to a, uh, a a weed party, which yeah. isn't fun. <laughs> I love stoners, but they're not the best show. They're kind of... It, it is weird. It, yeah, they're a little it slow on it. So I want to come to Denver, and I, when I do, we'll go grab l dinner and just talk a lot of shit, bro. A lot Please. of shit. A lot of shit. Charlie, for those who may not be familiar with your amazing Rockfin channel, um, can you tell us a little bit about you and your wonderful stuff and where our uh, our listeners can find you? Sure. Macroaggressions goes out twice a week, once as a monologue, once as an interview. It's available for free as an audio podcast. So my God, just add it to your, I don't know, your, your daily selection of insanity that you're listening to. Um, you can find it in video format on band.video on Rockfin, of course, and on Odyssey. The website's theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Macroaggressions, which I cannot believe I haven't been kicked off again um, because I, I like to go a little bit hard over there. But uh, for some reason, I seem to be dodging the algorithms. But um, that won't last for, for long. And, uh, and if you want to catch up and find information about the books I've written, go to the website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. 
uh, all the links included in the description of the show. So please go check those out. Uh, don't put that energy out. Why would they get rid of you, buddy? You're a positive energy. You're doing good for humanity. They'll never put that out. They'll never take that down. And there are just some people, let's say on YouTube, that do what we do, but don't get touched. And yeah. uh, it's just, I guess if you're one of the, I, I know I'm not like a super OG of conspiracies, but I, I like kind of when this thing started ramping up, I was in there throwing bombs and um, I guess I'm just kind of on their, I'm like, I'm on their board that they shoot darts at all the time at, at Alphabet. You know, they're just constantly trying to hit me. So if you can stay on there, figure out a way to stay there because as much as YouTube drives me nuts, it is Main Street and you can get a lot more. Uh, it's always good to be in front if you're not being shadow banned. I am uh, completely shadow banned there. But if you can stay on there, try to stay on there. Try to I stay tried. on there. I tried. I mean, they, they kicked me off two weeks ago. YouTube did for oh. no reason, no video. I hadn't posted anything in four months. They were giving me strikes sure. for posting union of the unwanted videos on there from a year ago. And they'd give me a strike. And then, and then a couple of weeks ago, I didn't get any strike. I just got an email saying your channel has been deleted. Oh my God. I just like, like nothing mattered. I didn't, I, I agree with you. It, it, it is like main street, but I didn't, I didn't try to grow that channel because it was like building it on a foundation of quicksand. I figured what, what's the point, you know, it's going away at some point. So I, I, I don't know if you saved your stuff, but like, I don't save a lot of my stuff because a lot of other podcasts that I do don't get, don't go down the rabbit hole. So I'm not scared to delete it, but I can't imagine we do hit a a crazy topic they delete our shit and now our 200 episodes are gone yeah and what else is crazy and like the reason i don't just start a side tim fall hat channel is because i've been there where charlie is where the, i had i've had two channels terminated one was brought back thank god but i was told like this you can't post on we find you posting anywhere we're immediately deleting it so like i couldn't do comedy on there either either and I'm, all my shit gets shadow banned anyways but it, like the thought of not being able to put comedy on youtube uh kind of fucks me up man you know so you gotta kind of play that game so my whole point is like if we start doing tinfoil hats on there you could get fucked because they could they could associate you with the show and then go after we don't smoke the same Oh, yeah, because once they know your face, they'll go straight for they'll you. They'll go after you, dude. That's why I started telling people to put Fat Dragon up instead of Sam Tripoli when I do YouTube stuff so they don't get dinged or anything like that. Because I'm dangerous, bro. Dangerous. You could get plastic surgery if, if, for your face if you wanted to. And I could. pull the algorithms that way. Well, look what you go with. A, just a gold tooth and neck tap. <laughs> That's not enough. Why not? Why can't you I get the gold tooth? You and think the algorithm? You think you're gonna bypass the algorithm with the gold tooth and the tattoo? Well, you never know, bro. You never uh, know. Come on, you to Johnny, you tell him that ain't gonna work. You know, you know, you know, and you know. Listen, you gotta, anyways, I want to get into something with Charlie. Uh, 9/11's coming up. I guess this is gonna be our closest to our. We usually do a 9/11 show uh, every year. I feel like we've talked about everything you can talk about. Even though I got some new information. What would you Which I'm very excited to talk to Charlie about. Charlie, real quick, what's your thoughts on 9-11? Obviously, we're over 20 years past. Uh, I mean, there are still people that believe in the official narrative, which makes me laugh. But yeah. what are your thoughts? I think that 9-11 was, you know, it's our generation's Kennedy assassination. Everybody knows where they were at that moment. I think that... Uh, 
people say it's an inside job. I think it's an inside and outside job. I think there was, there was collusion on the inside and on the outside. I think that, uh, I mean, if you want to boil it down to like who was responsible for it, look, you've had two decades. If you still think that 19 Arab hijackers with box cutters overpowered flight crews and flew those planes off course for an hour and then crashed them perfectly into their target by having, you know, with having no flight training that, that warranted that you're dumb. You're just yep. dumb at yeah. this point. You've, it's, it's 20 years. It's, it's, it's beyond like, well, I haven't looked into it or I don't know. No. If you think the, the official story is true, you're dumb and you, and, and you don't have to remain dumb, get educated about it. You know, understand that there's a whole lot more to the story than what you, if you think you know what happened on nine 11, cause you watched the nightly news, then you know nothing. Okay. And, and it's a very important event to have an understanding of because from it, so many restrictions were slapped into place that we still deal with. I mean, Sam, when you get on a plane and you go fly out to a comedy show, are you taking your shoes off still? For, are you, you know, temporarily, it was a temporary measure because there might be liquid explosives and, you know, going through and getting on these airplanes. That's 21 years ago. You're still doing it. We're all still doing it. That's because it's not, nothing is as permanent as a temporary government measure. So a lot of this stuff that's in the wake of 9-11 Patriot Act, which spawned Department of Homeland Security and FEMA and TSA, you know, these agencies didn't exist before or, or DHS and, 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 and uh, 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 TSA didn't even exist yeah. before this, you know, and so they get they, they come out of this. It's another form of, of uh, control by the government, which was by design all along. And it's just an incremental removal of our rights. So if you do, if you think 9-11 doesn't matter with trying to figure out COVID, you're wrong because you have to understand the process, the media collaboration with this, uh, the governmental advanced knowledge, the decisions that were made uh, to, to clear out, you know, to change rules in advance of nine 11 are the same things that happen with changes that happened pre COVID to make, you know, changing of terminologies and words and definitions and all these things, the same sort of fuckery that we see with COVID we saw with nine 11. So I think it's important for people. If you're just in, like in the newer generation where you, all you know about a great grand conspiracy is COVID that's great, but you need to understand nine 11 because if you understand that, then you'll understand how the, how the whole process works. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Uh, all this stuff is we're just the crazy thing is when you see it happening in real time, and you're like, you does uh, you, you guys don't see what's happening right now? You don't see what's happening? Like with January sixth, like you don't see what's happening? They're trying to pass this uh, whole uh, you know like domestic terrorism bureau, and they just they need something to kick it off, and they just they can't find it happening naturally i mean they keep trying to do it they keep trying to make it happen like with the the kidnapping of the governor in michigan that was a false flag you know it's just like the story behind um uh, the shooting in vegas that died really quick man because people can see it happen in real time and there's always some tells if all the legacy media is talking about it, you should suspect something's up. If they instantly know who did it within seconds, you know something's up. And we can go on 
forever and ever and ever. All right, real quick, uh, if you if you love the show, you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. First of all, you can go to our t-shirt shop. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com or samtriple.com. Click the banner. We have a couple new shirts for you. We have All My Heroes of Shadow Band and Tinfoil Hat Live, which is based off They Live. Uh, check that out. Look at that. Looking good. Great way to support the show. Another great way to support the show is to go and check out our premium content on the show. Uh, rockfin.com, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. If you go to samtriple.com, you just click the banners. Uh, we have Tinfall Hat Premium, Conspiracy Onlys, li- uh, Live AMAs. Uh, we also have Zero, my spiritual podcast. And then finally, Conspiracy Social Club between with me and Brian Callen. And Broken Simulation. And Broken Simulations there as well. So uh, it's a great way. And then I also have a uh, financial show called Cash Daddies. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Cash Daddies. Uh, it's a great way to uh, make some money in these turbulent times. Johnny's killing it, right? Crushing it. Uh, we also want to give you a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free betting free bets instantly okay and as an added bonus everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion it's simple bet on an NFL team to win if your team lead this is nuts if your team leads by 10 at any point in the game you get paid instantly even if your team loses how crazy is that how crazy is that okay Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TINFOIL to get $200 in free bets instantly when you you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TINFOIL only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's so interesting because you brought up young people. I think a more dangerous group are like people my age. I'm uh, I'm hurling towards 50. And, you know, the, the liberals, the people I grew up that were old school liberals that have now been forced to acquiesce to new school progressives and how ridiculous they are. Because if you ask me, the libertarian party and the, the old school liberal have way more in common than than the Democrats and the old school liberals. And the main thing being common sense that they have in common. Yeah, for sure, for sure, right? I mean, you could could find little things here and there that you're like, okay, that's a little off. But overall, they tend to have the same values, live and let live. If you're not bothering me, you know, common sense laws. They're people you can talk to, actually talk up politics to. You know, because the the people, the other people, just you you can't talk politics with them. If you have a different belief, it's not tolerable. But what has happened is, is that... The old school liberal has been hijacked by the new school progressive into believing like crazy things like there's a billion genders, which ultimately I don't care what gender you want to be. Just don't pass a law that says I have to recognize it. Right. Like I don't ever like I've known you guys for how long, like for you for five years now. 
and you for like four, at least four. four five, yeah. Like, have we ever discussed our genders ever <laughs> no. in our life? And we work almost every day together. It just makes no sense. And, and you know, so so you go back to these, uh, you know, and it gets into this whole thing with like Malcolm X and the Unabomber being right about like rich liberals and like how dangerous they are, like how they co-sign on everything. And I remember, Charlie, I don't know where you, if you remember after 9-11, the feel uh, with everybody was just like, we got to get those motherfuckers. They hit us. We got hit them. And like people just started believing the dumbest shit, like weapons of mass destruction. I, went, I took a meeting with a guy for the pitch of show. He was going to, he ran a production company. He had convinced himself that the Iraqis were so advanced that the reason they couldn't find weapons of mass destruction because <laughs> they were in underground railroads being run around so that the inspectors couldn't find them. See, now that's somebody we should have on our team because he's got the kind of mind that likes to put things together. He's just doing it. You know, just, he's, yeah. just, he's just wrong. Do you, do you remember the, the congress lady that voted not to go to war? And uh, how much heat and how yeah. much emails and letters she got by everyone calling her yeah. like a treason and all. And she's the only one out of everybody that voted, we should give it a second, let us figure this out if we should go. She got a lot of hate for it. Even Ron Paul voted for that war, the Afghanistan war, which is, uh, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a great story written about it, how his staff threatened to mutiny if he because he was going to vote against it and his staff all came in and said we're out we quit if you if you if you vote and and he had to end up voting for it but uh that's the one blemish on his record as far as i'm concerned what about the uh minnesota senator who's was adamantly anti-war and his whole family died in a plane crash in right before the vote was about to happen do you remember that charlie no, but that doesn't sound too surprising. He was a Minnesota also. senator or congressman, and he was he was uh, who died in a plane crash right oh, before. Oh, Wellstone. You're talking yeah. about Paul Wellstone, right? Paul Wellstone. And mm. He was like, dude, fiery, bro. And he's like, we're not bald, going bald to- guy, right? Yeah. Bald guy, and he just died in a plane crash. You're like, yeah. damn, dude. Damn. Yeah, he went to my college. There's a little bench at my college dedicated to him. Oh, really? Campus, wow. yeah. Really? But going back to the. Uh, the craziness of just all everything going on to just how it, like, you know, Charlie, do you think it's kind of hilarious that right now, like Fox news is seen like the voice of reason. Like if you yeah. went back to the year 22, the 20, the year 2002 and go, Hey man, in the year 2021 Republicans and Fox news are going to be seen as the voice of reason. They were unhinged back then. They wanted war immediately. They wanted utter destruction. They were, they wanted that whole region on fire. And I remember watching that going, Jesus, you know, like I have no, I get it. We've been attacked, but let's figure this out. And Fox news seems like they've come completely unglued. Yeah. 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 Now reverse it. Yeah. And, um, MSNBC is is running articles about like, well, so a tactical nuclear strike on on Russia wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And you're like, are you out of your fucking mind? (laughs) What is going on with liberals right now? But yeah, again, going to what I'm talking about, these new progressives, like they, they don't even try to hide it anymore. They're just rich kids who vote for stuff with their heart, with zero logic. There's no logic with just feeling. If feelings don't, it's not going to cut it. 
you're, the way you feel about things d- doesn't matter anymore. We're in a, a, as Alex Jones rightly said, we are in an information war. So who's got the best information? And now the left is working off of just emotion. They just want to get people. They, they can't have you look at the facts. That's why they want you to believe that there's a million genders it is important. It's imperative for them to get you to not believe your own eyes because they, they are going to show you some things that don't make any sense. So they have to convince you. They have to train you early on with small, minute things like there's a hundred different genders that, that, that when you see something with your own eyes, don't believe it. If they can convince you not to believe your own eyes, then they've won this war because, um, but that's, and you do that, by preying on people's emotions, getting them f- very fearful or getting them very angry or this side's coming to get us, or it's going to be a civil war. Or, Those people aren't like you, you know, it's, it's psych- it's herd psychology. Uh, I, and, I, and, and, and they know how to, they, the media and the Tavistock Institute and these groups, they know how to whip people up into a frenzy, remove the facts. The facts are less important than feelings. If you can get people to feel like these should be the facts, then yeah, the facts don't yeah, matter. 100%. So, if you can get people to feel like these are the facts and it has zero to do with, with, with doing the right thing. It has to do with showing your, the superiors, the, the elites, your bosses, whoever it may be that you're willing to play ball. Yeah. That's all it is. Conformity. We're, hey man, I'm playing ball. Just so you know, I play ball. Whatever you need, man, I will bend over backwards to say the most ridiculous shit. As long as that means you'll promote me to a higher paying job in this company, that's all I care about. And as long as I'm accepted in my peer. I mean, we look at like uh, uh, RFK Jr., right? Like his own wife sent out an, uh, an invite which said you had to prove you were vaccinated. Spitting in the face, and like I don't want to say anything negative about him, and because he said the only thing I could respect, and I think Johnny pointed it out. Yeah, like he was just like, "Hey, dude, sometimes you're not the king. You're not always the king of your castle." And every guy in a relationship goes, "Okay, respect, respect." But what can he do? She like it's his wife. She wants to work in Hollywood. She's throwing up a hell mary pass. Show everybody she's playing ball. Don't listen to my stupid husband, right? But it's all conformity. That's all yeah. it is. Think about what Janine Garofalo went through when she was like, she was like, dude, I'm not for this war. And she lost her, her television pilot. She was excommunicated from Hollywood for a very long time. I still don't. I mean, has she ever, when was the last time you saw her with a special on Showtime? Still nothing. It's been a while for sure. And for she's sure. a chicks. Dixie chicks were run out. Remember, they they said they were against the war, and I was like, "Oh, how dare you!" You know, this America, goddamn it, we're gonna we're gonna fight them them Muslims over there. You know, so you've got to whip people up into a frenzy where they where they they check their you know sanity at the door and get them uh, to to feel like they're part of a team. That's why the herd is so dangerous. Not you know, not because they're you know, free thinkers or anything like that, but be, exactly because they're not free thinkers, they move in large packs and they'll trample anyone that gets in their way and you can't reason with them. That's the most important thing is you want to, you, you feel like, Oh, well, if only I could explain, then they'd understand. And it's like, no, no, they're, they're programmed to not want to understand. They can't understand to understand what's really going on means to break from the herd. And then that gets in some real deep psychological uh, connections where 
leaving the herd is viewed as being uh, not just dangerous to yourself, but you, you are opening up the herd to vulnerabilities by leaving it. And you're attracting predators that might want to attack this herd because you're out there all by yourself. So how dare you do this to us? So you'll start to get that scenario where the, you know, the crab bucket uh, scenario where people start pulling others down, pulling them back into this misery because they need you to be a part of it. We watched this with COVID. You know, the psychology, I think, of COVID and 9-11 are very similar, that, that where, where you get people to feel a certain way. And then it's like, look out, man, the media doesn't have to do a whole lot more after that. They just get people angry and point them in a certain direction and let them go and um, and, and, and then just get out of the way and let the let the herd take over. Let them do all the self-reinforcement and all the policing of everybody else. If you're outside of that. If you're, God forbid, you're someone that says, well, maybe we should take a step back before we start bombing these countries. Let's actually make sure that they've got weapons of mass destruction. It's like, how dare you? You're opening us up to the possibility that we might all get killed now by you being indecisive in your actions. The herd has made a decision. We've decided this is how it's going to be. Get on board or die. And that, you know, we saw that with COVID. We saw that with the masked Nazis and the people, you know, saying you're not standing on your dot. You're, you need to stand on your dot or you're going the wrong way down a down a, 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 a the aisle at the grocery store and you're like dude do you honestly think that this is going to prevent you from getting COVID? It's if I go so the, crazy, the, the wrong direction down an aisle, you think this, the universe is keeping score or something? Or are yeah. you that dumb? Yeah. But the answer is they, they've been programmed by the most sophisticated programming uh, technology in the world, the television. And it's really effective and it's super scary. So we, I think we all got a, a, got a sort of a case study in this over the last two years. And so I think that for people that are fresh through the COVID situation and they look back maybe at 9-11 and they go, well, how did you guys all just, how did you do that? Why did you guys all just decide you're going into Iraq? Iraq had nothing to do with it. Why did you, why did you sign up for, for that? It's like, you had to be there. If you were there, you'd understand you know, what the, what the tempo was, what the temperature was, uh, in, in, in America in 2001 and 2002, man, it was, uh, everybody better get on team America or, or get the fuck out. You know, I completely 100% agree. Uh, you know, it's just like, I see it in LA. I, I have, uh, people all the time pull me aside, tell me how much they agree with me, how they're into it, but I'll, you know, I'm public. Nobody wants to talk about that. And I, I feel, and this is my feeling, and you know, take into account that I, I've been known to be a paranoid human being, but I, I just feel that people get mad that I am willing to push the, the envelope and not pl- go lo- along with the official narrative because it makes them look bad because they're not doing yeah. it too. And they don't want to have to think about that. And even though I know full that they 100% agree with me, I've heard the whispers or I've heard them say it to me. I've, I've known them for a long time. They don't, they're, they're playing ball and I have no problems with that. I mean, you'd got to do you. I can't control. I don't, you know, I don't have as much at stake as some of these, these other guys. They have a lot at stake. They built a giant brand. They're doing great. I can't can't tell them what they should or should not do with their brand. I don't get mad at that. That's their brand, and they're going to protect it in whichever way they want to. But for me, you know, I mean, just know that I'm I'm doing this out of love. I don't get anything out of it. I really don't. Like in terms of comedy, like I don't I don't get a lot. Of, I you know, like in the last how many years, what are the big shows I've been on podcast wise? 
I did one thing for uh, uh, I think I did Tim uh, firing the kid. Rogan and Rogan. That's it. That's it, dude. I, what you just said, they don't want to think about that. I think that's one of the biggest reasons for resistance to these ideas. But I think a lot of them do think about it. They well, just, no, no, no. But if if they think about it and and believe it then that means so many other things are true. You know what I mean? And it's just a cascade. You have to, I mean, you're ra- it radically change, and, and people are resistant naturally to radical changes like that. And if one of those things is true, it's just a cascade of ideas that will have to change in, the, you know, in no, their minds. No, I get that. I get that. That is something they don't want to think about. Are they part of the problem too? Are they? It's inertia, you know? Yeah, I mean, it gets kind of crazy. And they just want to accept these ridiculous rules, man. It's easier to do that. It's easier to not unpack all of the complexities of, well, God, if I believe this, if I understand that 9-11 was not as it appears to be, then that opens up a can of worms where now I have to, I have to understand all these other things. And am I ready for that? Is, am I, am I at a, what am I going to do? You know, this is all the things that people tell themselves. Am I, what am I, I'm just one person. What difference does it make if I know the ins and outs of 9-11? It's still going to happen anyway. I have to pick my kids up from school. I have to go to work. You know, I have to do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, you've, you, you do. You have to do all that. But do you not want to understand how it all works? Because I, I do. Not because I have any sort of particular interest in, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to solve the, all the problems, but I want to understand how it works so that I can either avoid them, not be, not contribute to them, try to fix them as much as I can wake other people up. Like I, I want to know, even if I don't have any sort of path towards fixing it, it's just information that I feel like is important for me to know uh, moving forward. Obviously I write books about it. So, so it, it matters to me, but even before that, I knew about 9-11, not because I was going to solve it or fix it or do anything like that, but because it's it felt important to know what the true story was, what the real story is. But I don't think a lot of people are, are ready to take on the burden of that, because to know that means you can't ever unknow it. And you sort of are stuck with that, with, yeah. with knowing about this. So you have to, you're, you're, you wind up feeling like you're either in or you're out. Are you going to be committed to fi- figuring out the truth? Well, here's 9-11. Once you figure that out, then you're going to learn about some some new uh, concepts after that. Is that okay with you? You know, some people are like, I, I just, ignorance is bliss. I, I understand it fully. I don't respect it at all, but I understand the need for not wanting to dive into this stuff because look, it cha- it'll change you. It'll change the way you see the world, maybe for the worse, maybe for the better. I don't know, but you're never going to be able to go back to thinking the way you thought before, especially like with nine 11, like once you understand the depths to which your government will stoop in order to create yes. a fake yeah. war or yes. a war under false pretenses, then you, then it comes, you become, it becomes very obvious. Like, okay, there's no line that they won't cross. Anything is on the table injecting people with experimental poisons, of course they would do that. Why wouldn't they? There's evidence that they've been doing it for decades. Okay. So, so you, you have, if you, if you want to take the trip, you know, you don't get to, you don't get to get off the roller coaster halfway through, you have to ride the whole thing, you know? And I think for a lot of people, they're just, they're just more comfortable watching. And if you do ride it, there's levels to it because we, we've met people that end up taking the red pill and then they want to red pill everybody. Everybody they know mm-hmm. now. I think that's new yeah. conspiracy yeah, that's, theorists. Yeah, that's a brand new they one. They want to be Paul Revere yep. and be like, the lizard people are coming. They're and then you insta- got to be like, hey, yep. dude, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. People people find you. Yep, there's and levels to it. And they'll give you 
and they'll ask you. That's the only way you can do it. And then if you re- I think if really if you do this really, really correctly, you get to a point where you're like, oh, this is a spiritual war. This has nothing to do with their money and power because they have that already. They can print all the money they want. They can... I mean, like, just think about all the money they print in the United States and the U.S. dollar is crushing it right now. And all these other places are just shit in the bed, man. Think about that. And what are they going to do with crypto? All you got to do is print more money and give it to the right people. They buy crypto, now crypto goes down. I've just been thinking about how easy it is to manipulate everything. 100%. Hey, guys, uh, if you love this podcast and you want to check out some of my other podcasts, I have seven podcasts. Uh, one's called Broken Sim. That's the Grand Theft Auto a podcast. And walk around L.A. looking for danger. Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk. One of my favorite shows out there, The Union of the Unwanted, which is probably the best conversation on the Internet. And then uh, some of my premium content. I put out old episodes so you can check it out. Conspiracy Social Club with Brian Callen and uh, Zero, my spiritual podcast. Just go to samtriplee.com. I also want to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors on Tinfoil Hat, and that's Bespoke Post. That's right. Take your summer adventures to the next level of Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup, a must-have box of awesome collection. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods Every month, dude, I got, did you guys get some? I got their terror knife. The knife in the terror box is made by Bare Bones Base in Salt Lake. I love it. Did you guys get anything? Yeah, I got dude. the booze, the cast, Ooh, the whiskey, fire. It's nice. it's nice, fire. No matter what you have going on this, this season, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials to beach day and travel must-haves, okay, Box of Awesome has everything you need for summer, okay? To get started, take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answer will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price, okay? Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting Small businesses, okay? 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month and cancel at any time, okay? So here's what I need you to do. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code TINFOIL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code TINFOIL, for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code TINFOIL. Also, guys, excited enough, new sponsor alert! Yeah, that's right. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. The brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man could ever buy, okay? Fine. Look at this, man. Chi-Chi's look good, dude. Finding the right t-shirt is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore. It's time to upgrade, all right? True Classic has helped over... Two million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deals they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the code TINFOIL at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-pack, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you're wearing the wrong clothes. 
True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest, shoulders to make bigger guys look slimmer and slimmer guys look buffer. You heard it right. You look buffer and slimmer at the same time. It's an optical illusion. Okay, it's time to highlight your best attributes with your with a t-shirt you can always feel confident throwing on, okay? I 100% struggle with t-shirts. You know, I got some chi-chi problems, okay? I have this picture of me with my daughter. We're laughing together, and I got a fat rack, bro. Double D's? <laughs> not, with, not with True Classic. I saw it. Yeah, dude, I got a fat rack, bro. I, but not with True Classic. I don't have to worry about that, man. Not at all, man. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice out the bag is how soft it is. True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They are your one-stop shop for men's essentials. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All of their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. And for any of the big boys out there, they also have long body options for the tall guys and up to triple XL on their staple colors. Whether you have abs or flabs like Sam, their clothes look great on all body types. Skinny dudes, big dudes, buff dudes, my dudes, dudes. Or dumb dudes. Dudes like Johnny, okay. So listen, <laughs> here's what we go. It's about it's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code Tinfoil. Free shipping included on your purchase over on any purchase over a hundred dollars. Hundred dollar risk-free guarantee for the first 30 days. That's their policy. Stay classy with True Classic. So uh, I want to get into Charlie, uh, and then I want to talk about the, your video you put out. Where, where's the bodies? But um, what I want to ask you is this: uh, If you had to say what you thought went down on that day, because I got some new information Ooh. that I think is pertinent. It isn't necessarily directly 9-11, but it's something that's happened in the past that fits into what I believe happened on 9-11. So, but Charlie, what do you, what do you think happened? Okay. So I, I think, well, let's, let's define terms first. When you talk about false flag, I think there's some people that think that when you say false flag, that means that an event didn't happen or that it was fake. False flag just means that an event that's carried out using the other team's flag as your flag, meaning we're going to create and we're going to attack something. We're going to blame it on our enemies as the pre as the justification to then later go attack these enemies. So if the enemy, if you desperately want a war with somebody, but they won't engage in a fight with you, what you can do is you can sit around and wait for it to happen organically, or you can make it happen by pretending that the other side attacked you yeah. and then go and scream to the media and say, we were attacked. We were attacked. Uh, it, isn't this terrible that we were attacked? We have to defend ourselves. Now we have their justification to go get these people that attacked us. Now in reality, they never attacked you. You attack, you attacked yourself and blamed it on them and did a really good job of it and did that song and dance. And now everybody thinks that you got attacked. Now we've seen this happen in, in, in the lead up to world war two with the, with the Reichstag fire and all this, this is not a new concept. This has been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So what do I think happened on nine 11? I think that America and America's allies wanted an excuse to remake the Middle East in their interests, which included the national security of several of our allies in the region, Israel, 
and Saudi Arabia. I think it also had uh, implications towards uh, mineral rights in Afghanistan, oil in uh, well, all of the Middle East, but uh, Iraq specifically, and a general understanding of breaking up countries that could become a threat in the region in the future. I think that 9-11 was both an inside and outside attack. It was conducted by the uh, segment of the United States government, mostly known as the neocons, the project for a new American century. Many of those people are dual Israeli citizens. I believe that the Israeli intelligence services were deeply involved in 9-11. And I think that the Saudi intelligence uh, services were involved as well, both financially and providing intelligence. I think between those three, there were additional, there's additional support through the Pakistani ISI, their intelligence agencies. And there were a lot of groups that knew what was going on in advance of it. And I think that uh, the towers were brought down on purpose by us, meaning the West, US, Israel, Saudi Arabia. Uh, They were brought down as a justification to launch the war on terror or the war of terror, as it should more accurately be called. And I think that the wars were complete bullshit. They were started uh, by the West to make a lot of people very rich to make a lot of people very dead and to destabilize a region so that we could remake it and control to balkanize a region, split up Iraq into smaller chunks so that it's never a threat, eventually split up around into chunks, uh, Syria, Libya. I mean, they gave away, I mean, ultimately you look back in the list that, uh, that they talk about, you know, the seven countries in five years list and, and all those countries line up perfectly with this, this sort of concept. You've got the project for a new American century declaration that was written in September of 2000, uh, rebuilding America's defenses where they talked about a catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. Uh, and then the people that were responsible for writing that put the policies in place that benefited their party, their country and both Israel and United States. And I think that, that, uh, I think that that's what nine, I think that's nine 11 in a nutshell. Now, obviously there's a ton of detail going into that. There's, there's who did it, you know, how was it done? What was the technology used? How long was it planned? All that. And we can, we can obviously get into, you could do a hundred episodes and never get to the bottom of all of that. But I think just as a brief summary, it just was not 19 Arab hijackers with box cutters. I think, I think that, that, that people that believe that yeah, story so are crazy. the same types of people that get those, those letters. Hello, dear sir. It, you know, I am, it is me, Prince Nahim <laughs> in, in, in Iraq. And I've, I need to move this money offshore. Can you help me? You know, they, they make those, those email phishing letters, uh, uh, phishing emails. So, disjointed and with, with poor grammar and, and bad spelling because they know that if you, if you believe it, if you respond to that, you're clearly dumb, right? You, yeah. you don't understand what's going on. And so they know they've got you on the hook for that. The, the 9-11 story is equally as dumb. It's just, it's just dumb. And, and it's been told so many times and it's been in, ingrained in people's memories. And we've watched those, um, we've watched those snuff films of the, the towers coming down a thousand times that psychologically traumatize people and makes you want to come up with an explanation to, to, you know, explain it all away. Tell me why the bad guys did this to us. It's like, well, it's just these, these, these terrorists over there, they hate us for our freedoms. And it's like, if you listen to that now, it sounds so laughable and, 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 and insulting to your intelligence that you have to kind of re-examine it. So I think that 9-11, I think that if you, if you do understand 
that the media and the government are capable of crafting a story like this. I know a lot of people say, oh, this is you know, so big. How, how could you ever pull something off like this? Well, they didn't. <laughs> they made a lot of mistakes. They made catastrophic mistakes with the messaging. They got caught in lies. They have, they're announcing building seven going down uh, 20 minutes before it actually goes down. It's over her Jane Stanley's left shoulder where, where the building is still standing there. And she's talking about how it's collapsed into a pile of rubble. They made a lot of mistakes. They did get caught. So um, I think that for those that are kind of new to this area, Re-examine 9/11, or, or look at it for the first time if you haven't. There's a lot to it, and um, and and if you know it, I think it'll help you, sort of like a Rosetta Stone. It'll help you understand the other conspiracies by understanding how that one was put together, who the players were, why that you know what's involved, how the media plays a role, how banking plays a role, um, and 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 who the project for a new American century is, and why they thought that they had the right to start a war. And, and spend trillions of dollars and kill millions of people in the in the name of you know spreading democracy or whatever. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you on all that. Uh, I I always go even deeper on the sense of it, the lava cult symbolism in there, uh, the numbers oh, of the planes, the pl- the nine uh, eleven, all those are like uh, I mean we've done many episodes on it. Please go back and Tim Fall Hat nine eleven. Look up any and you'll just hear. There's no way this randomly happened. There's no way that the number one air, the most fortified airspace on planet Earth allowed these guys who couldn't even land like two engine planes like to do the greatest aviation uh uh, miracle of all time like it just it's impossible and you're doing mental gymnastics to get you to believe that because you don't want to believe that your own team could do this to you so before you drop your knowledge are you still on your on your theory on what happened to to the towers still like, about the drone? Are you yeah, still? That's are what you okay? You, oh, you got more stuff on I that. I got some shit. Oh, okay, because that's your theory on that. No one was on the planes. Uh, here's my. Here's what I think. This is if you're asking Daddy what he thinks. Okay, you're asking conspiracy Daddy what he Poppies. thinks. Okay, <laughs> conspiracy Poppy. What do you think? <laughs> Not calling you that. Okay, you will call me this conspiracy Poppy. All right. Conspiracy Poppy. <laughs> Okay, so what? I, so I believe that, and Charlie, I'd love to hear your opinion too. Is that nine eleven was a combination of two different operations? A lot of people know about Operation Northwood, right? And we know that story. Uh, the story is very simple. The U.S. government, the CIA, wanted to get into a war with Cuba, so they were going to fake a major, a basically a false flag. A, what they call a high-impact event. And that event was, they were going to say that there was a festival, a music festival going on in Florida, or excuse me, Cuba, and they were going to make a big to-do about the, these this all-star band of college kids. We're going to go play there. They're going to have a big press event. The press is going to cover them taking off. They, everyone sees them get on planes. They're going to f- take the plane off. They're going to land the plane somewhere else. And another plane is going to take off full of explosives and blow up. And I go, wow, that sounds a lot like what could have happened on 9-11. But you're like, Sam, but... Well, but that that doesn't sound totally alike. That you know, like, are you saying that there was no one on these flights, and they and you're telling me what? what? 
And I'm like, well, I think it's possible they use drones that day. So the other day on uh, my Tuesday Woo Day AMA that I do every Tuesday, would well, be weird if I did, didn't do it on Tuesday, but I do bit. do it on Tuesday on Rockfin. And this guy who hits me up all the time, he goes under the name Watch the Collapse. And Good name. And he, yeah, he's got uh, Joe Biden in his uh, profile pic. And, you know, so he goes, Sam, and he's probably getting pissed because I'm talking about it right now. But, Sam, let's do an episode on Operation Aphrodite. Have you heard of Afro- Operation Aphrodite, Charlie? Okay. No. So I went and I looked up Operation Aphrodite. Okay. And lo and behold... What is Operation Aphrodite? And I believe it was the Korean... I think it's a Korean War, or it could have been the Nazi War, or World War II. So basically, the U.S. government used drones to fly planes into very heavily armored, secure locations. So back in World War II, they had the technology. So they mixed them. So they combine, in my humble opinion, they combine them. We know that we know that the Israeli art students were in nine in the buildings for four years prior to 9/11. And so I've always said this. My good friend is Steve Renazizi. I've always said this. That's hilarious. That Steve of everybody on the uh, cast of the league, that Steve Renazizi gets more shit than anybody else. Because Kroll Industries was the security company that was in charge of the buildings. Am I, I am I right on that? Yes. So they so so he basically was in charge. As we know, it, it uh, Kroll Industries is a uh, private black ops corporation. They're basically private Mossad. And they, for four years, art students were just lining that building with detonations. If you listen, it was empty. The whole the whole building was supposed to be empty at one point. That it wasn't working out. Like, so are you are, are you like human vibration that there was nobody in? The, in I'm not saying no, that no, just. Not, I'm saying not, that honestly. Not, not completely empty, but I did hear there was a lot of the offices where they weren't being they they weren't op- occupied. No one was using them for offices. So if they're empty, it's like yo, throw some bombs in there. Might as well. Interesting. But, see, I, so see, my, I'm, I, sorry, go ahead. Jump oh, in, no, go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead. No, I, I would just say quickly that I don't think they gave enough of a shit about anybody to... to they're fine killing people. You know what I mean? They, they, those buildings were loaded. Right, I really believe right, that. Because right. they don't give a shit right, about people. Right, right, That's more impact for their operation. Yeah, More people are there. Yes, that lowers vibration. Yeah, absolutely. The thing so, that trips me out about how I like your drone theory is how was their phone calls being made that's it's all bullshit. But real quick, Charlie, what then we'll get to that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. So, so, two things. Say? First, are are you familiar with Stewart Air Force Base in New York? No. The the planes crossed, their beacons crossed at Stewart Air Force Base and then went off, turned off. So, it that is a private uh it was a private base. It had been privatized just a year earlier by uh, uh, Governor Pataki. And uh, it is believed that the planes landed at Stewart Air Air Force Base and were then mimicked by drones that were flown out. Are you familiar with 
the Boeing Honeywell uninterruptible autopilot system. No, talk to me about that. I would have fucking XG write that down, but good luck uh, on getting that spelling. Okay. <laughs> Boeing? Boeing what? Boeing Honeywell uninterruptible autopilot is a What's up? Uh, embedded software <laughs> and uh, satellite communication that uh, prevents pilots from being hijacked. So it was set up in these airplanes so that if, um, let's just say that a pilot is getting hijacked and they take over the cockpit and a guy says, uh, the guy gives the code, he says, we're, you know, we're being hijacked, we're being taken somewhere. It can be remotely activated by somebody not on the plane that can make the controls basically unusable and you can fly the plane like a drone. I want to read you something. This is from my Octopus of Global Control book. This is from John Croft from Flight Global. The uninterruptible autopilot would be activated either by pilots, by onboard sensors, or even remotely via radio or satellite links by government agencies like the Central Intelligence Agency if terrorists attempt to gain control of a flight deck. To make it fully independent, the system has its own power supply, independent of the aircraft circuit breakers. The aircraft remains in automatic mode until after landing when mechanics or government security operatives are called in to disengage the system. So you said that you think that the planes could have been flown like drones. Well, in fact, this is how they would be flown like drones because they all had this Boeing Honeywell uninterruptible autopilot installed in them. Damn. Dude, pieces, bro. Pieces coming together, I like little, bro. I like that little dance you did. Pieces, bang, bang. <laughs> bang We're putting bang. pieces of the puzzle together. It looks like girls scissoring each other. Yeah, anyways. Anyways. So hey, but what, Operation they- Aphrodite fits into Boeing Honeywell uh, uninterrupted autopilot. Is That's there incredible. any way they could have used this on the Malaysian f- flight that disappeared? 100%. 100%. Like, like how soon, I mean, if they see a plane just going, and they're like, dude, this guy's diving this thing. Boom. They click this on. They take it over. If, if it was a Boeing plane. Okay. If it was a blowing, a Boeing, but, you know, but, 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 uh, and I don't, and I'm not a airline mechanic or engineer, and I don't know if there's similar systems that work on Airbus, but, um, but, but this specifically was for, um, and this system, by the way, this existed well before 9-11. So this isn't some new device that just came out recently or anything. This has been around for a they long, long time. They knew it. that this was, this was how you would uh, control an airplane remotely. And, and, and on top of that, you know, I just did an episode of macroaggressions that came out where I, t- I took an in, like a different view at this. So I, I, I went and pulled up the videos of the remote viewers doing their sessions on 9-11. And one of the things that they, one of the scenes that they studied was a cockpit scene and their viewers are drawing the, the pilots and they're saying, well, the pilots are standing there or they're sitting there and they've got the controllers, but the controllers don't work. They're going, these con- we can't do anything with the controllers. They won't turn. They won't do anything. They're just dead. And that would be consistent with having the plane taken over remotely as well. Well, there's a lot more to that too. Uh, I mean, does anybody here honestly believe that a, a plane full of grown men and adults allowed let, how many how many hijackers were there on each plane two right two three there three? were supposed to be there were five on each but only four on one alleged so it'd be five 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 and four so you got one guy five dudes overslept or five something. dudes five dude one dude overslept 
So let's just say that 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 that, that we're going to believe hijackers took the plane over, right? Five dudes with box cutters took over a plane of how many are, are on a plane, a Boeing plane, 200 people. Let's say half of that are men. A hundred guys, when you realize the plane is taken over, are going to allow dudes with tiny knives to control everything? Like, if you're going to die, why not go out trying? Like, is that what you want me to believe? No, they want you to believe let's roll. Yeah, and then nothing happens. to, To believe let's roll. That's so Hollywood, man. That's perfect for them. Like, like you know, they were making only bulk- 44 people on the let's roll plane, according to this. 44 people on board, two pilots, five flight attendants, 33 passengers, and four hijackers on that plane. Still, dude, I mean, a bunch of chicks. No, I mean, that's the one that they did take down, only had 44 on it. I'm saying the one that they. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, God, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's even more crazy. The story makes no sense, dude. The oh, story makes well, no sense. How, how are they going to defend themselves when they're calling their wives, telling them, hey, we're going to die? Hey, we're just going to sit here and hope this all works out. <laughs> so, I mean. 92, including five hijackers on the one that. And then, one dude. Of the ones that crash and trade and then, on top of that, two celebrities just happened not to make their flight that day, who have both gone on to be billionaires. Yeah, and then you also have James James Woods, who was on the flight with the hijackers, like the test flight the week before, and reported it to the FBI. Do you remember reading that? Yeah. Oh, my God. So How many lucky is that? They stole that from the Titanic, though. What? Mm. Oh, yeah. The Rothschilds. Yeah. Like, you guys go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sick. You guys go. JP Morgan, dude, I can't yeah. make it. You guys, you guys go. I ate a tamale last night. I can't get on the boat. <laughs> can't get on the Titanic, dog. My Titanic. It's his, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. Oh, I can't make it. I'll ride another time. It's mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because, you, you, well, you know those guys love to fly commercial routes, you know, the commercial commuter jets from, I mean, that, the idea that they were even going to be on this plane is kind of silly, really. It's so ridiculous. Johnny, you're totally right. They're huge. They're yeah. huge at this point. What are they riding, fucking coach? I know it doesn't. Like they at least have like a, one of those uh, jet share sort of things. Those were kicking around that time. So we have used. You think he's in on it? Did you something? Just say you were going to be on this plane, and we'll take care of you. It is of if- my belief that they get people to play ball, and they give them so much money that it's not worth their while to ever come out with the truth. That they bribe these people to the tunes of hundreds and hundreds of millions. And if that doesn't work, they have other ways. No, and not only that, how would you look if you finally came out and said, honestly, I took the money? You're right. No, you're a piece of shit. No one would love you no more. Your shows are done. All, every cartoon you ever wrote would be done. Everything's over. I mean, you- Yeah, but not even that works. You still got to have insurance for the deathbed confession, which is that's the family. That's the family element, the blackmail element. They'll ruin your yeah. legacy, that whole thing. And, and, I mean, like, what happens when you do come out and you, you start to go off reservation? They off you. Look, oh, at, sure. look yeah. at all these rappers that get pushed forward, pushing a certain narrative. Right? And yeah. then they decide they get big enough they don't want to do it anymore. Oh, dude, we don't... Okay, you're not going to become huge off our system and then decide to go do your own shit. And then, not that he didn't think it was going to be this big, but imagine, like, some company comes up to you, like, just say you were on this plane. Just say you were supposed to be on this plane. Don't worry about it. Just, just someone's going to come up to you and be like, oh, my God, I was supposed to be on this plane, and I did it. And now we're still talking about it to this day that you I were mean, supposed to be on this fucking example, plane. And I might lose some new listeners here, but Magic Johnson <laughs> had a giant press conference 
We're at eight. What's up with that? <laughs> you know? And now he's a billionaire. Right? I mean, it's... Oh, I made it off of uh, movie theaters and TJ Fridays, you know? It's like, oh, wow. I, I'm just saying there's a pattern. There's a pattern to this with these people that are kind of the face of certain narratives. They end up becoming billionaires. You know? I mean, a great example of this is uh, the, the Winklevoss tw twins, right? From... The Facebook story, like, hey, this guy stole our, our, oh, our yeah. idea. Wow. We're going to be the bad guys for a little while. Wow. Oh, we're the first ever Bitcoin billionaires. Wow. That's kind of convenient. You're just always in front of that, huh? Damn. The first ever Bitcoin billionaires. That's why you shut up and play ball. Charlie, any thoughts on that? Or am I just yeah. some crazy man yelling? <laughs> No, no, no. I thought, believe me, I thought about the same thing too. You guys are going to take 65 million from Zuckerberg. If you had right, you rightly had ownership over Facebook, you're going to take a little bit of stock and 65 million and you're going to be fine with that. Knowing that this is going to be a hundred billion plus dollar company. Are you, that's crazy to me, but um, they're also, you know, who, who negotiated that Larry Summers, the president of Harvard, Right. Yeah. And, and with and, and who's a Clinton, a Clintonite best friends with Epstein. OK, so he's the guy that negotiated this whole thing with the Winklevoss twins, too. So so they're they're already swimming in a in a sea with some sharks, if you know what I mean. One hundred percent. And you just create the narrative that this was a real th thing that this guy just did so he could meet chicks on campus. It just happened to come out the same day that the Pentagon sto stopped LifeLog. Like, they're yeah. not even that original. That they right. can't even wait a day. to. Well, someone's like, dude, do I have to wait? I'm here at the office. Can I just register this idea? No one's going to know whether there's going to be a permanent record. People are going to look into it. What do they know, right? Well, look, we're doing a intelligence agency conducted project called the Facebook. And we need you, uh, Winklevoss twins to shut the fuck up and get out of the way because there's, there's a lot going on here that you don't know about. We'll make it worth your while. You guys go stand over there, shut your mouths. We'll give you some money. We'll put you in a position where everything is fine, but you have to be out of the way. Cause there's a much bigger operation that you don't know about that has to do with LifeLog and Zuckerberg and Gates and all of these people. It's about collecting information. And if you stand in the way of this, you're going to screw up the CIA's program. So you're either going to move out of the way voluntarily with some really nice jewelry, a whole lot of money, or we will move you yes. out of the way. Yes. The yes. choice is yours, the you silver will. or the lead. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. That's the Mexican, yeah, the, cart the cartel saying, yeah. plato plomo, either you fucking- We do it you, your you, way or our way, but either way, it's our way. Yeah. Okay? Silver sounds better. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get me into Bitcoin? Yeah. Sure, and yeah. then I don't have to deal with Zuckerberg anymore? Fine, give me the money. Yeah, yeah just shut my mouth. That's. I'm sure they took the deal. Obviously, they took the deal. 100%. And I think if you go deep enough, I bet you the Winklevoss twins have some kind of connection to these families that run everything. Listen, and guys, you're going to look like assholes in a movie, but me. that's yeah. it. That's that's well, the only thing you have to worry about. The rest of your life is set. If yeah. You just and you know these chicks aren't going to care when you're a Bitcoin billionaire, bro. You're going to be banging all the thoughts, yeah. dog. No one's going to care. <laughs>
No one's gonna care. So it's all it all doesn't make sense. I love Charlie because like I not only did I butcher his uh his uh his podcast name, uh, which is macroaggressions. I said microaggressions, but I also butchered his giant episode that he did, uh, and uh, which is called "Where Did All the People Go." Tell me about where did all the people go? Because I had so many people hitting me up about it, Charlie. And I really yeah. feel I gotta say, this, Charlie, I, I don't. Did you have a podcast when you first came on Tim Fall Hat way back in the day in the original? No. So you you grew this man. You've become a great podcaster, dude. You're oh, thank really you. thank good you. at this. You're you're very level headed, and I, I feel like you're growing by leaps and bounds. And I'm super happy for you, man. And I, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I have to. I have to. Sh- share some credit with Tony Merkel. He is my partner on the show and he runs the confessionals. As you know, he wanted me to say hi to everybody. Um, he knows, you know, he's a, he's a stickler for audio and he understands the engineering component to it. And, and he does all the technical things. And he's the one that says, you know, this is what you need. You need to be on a schedule and you need to stick to it and you need to deliver and you can't miss these dates. And you, so he taught me how he taught me sort of the professional side of that, but I I do appreciate that. Sam. it's nice to to hear. We're we're big Tony Merkel fans here on Tim fall hat. Uh, We love him. I have to retweet some of his, uh, his uh, videos, I love what he's doing. I think his few, yeah. he's somebody who's you, you're just going to see like just build an empire because he's so oh, yeah. super focused and his information's great. We're still trying to find out about that book he told Dude, us about. I, I, we've been talking about how Mount, Mount Crushmore is not going to be four people. Yeah, it's, it's like got, we're going to have to open it to, to eight people, dude. It's uh. our mountain, dude. We can put as many faces on there as we want. Uh, but the episode is where did all the people go? What is the yeah. episode about? And uh, tell us a little bit about what you discovered. Well, I almost didn't do it, and this is this comes from part of Tony's influence on this as well. Is I, I said, Tony, I have an idea for a show, but I don't even know if I want to do it because it's so dark. It creates a lot of it. it it's based around speculation. There's facts, of course, but but I want to I want to think about um, what happens if. We what happens if the sparse pandemic document that came out in 2017 is actually correct and it plays out the way it, it plays out in the simulation, which is, you know, millions of people dead from from the vaccine. What happens? I, and I was very careful to do all the, you know, sort of qualifying of I don't want this to happen. I'm not saying I'm not trying to put this energy out there into the universe. I'm just asking if we've got a bunch of simulations, we've got a Deagle company that speculated years ago that the populations of the of almost the entire world was were going to drop by 2025. And uh, some people say, well, that's not true. That's not a true thing. Well, the company's true. I don't I hope that their figures are wrong, obviously, but the website existed and the 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 numbers were there. So what happens if Deagle is right? What happens if Spars is right? What happens if Event 201 plays out, given a long enough timeline, the way they said it would play out, 65 million dead? What happens? Like, what do, what do we do? So how does that affect us as a society? How does that affect us economically? How does it affect us strategically? Like, what happens if, if the Deagle numbers are right, and, I'm, and I hope they're not, but if they are, the population of, of the United States goes from 330 million down to 99 million by 2025, we're not prepared for that. What does that mean? So, so what I did was I went and I grabbed all the data I could from the CDC to get their vaccination statistics about who is, who is taking the shots in the age ranges, in the states, 
and then expanded out even further and pulled in the, the data from all the different countries. And what I found was unbelievably disturbing. And that was the more vaccinated you were the, as a country, the higher the chances, the, 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 the larger amount of your population was disappearing according to the Deagle documents. Okay. So I looked at and conversely, the countries that were the least vaccinated and they were sort of obscure ones, Sudan, Congo, Kenya, Madagascar, Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, all these countries, they didn't get the shots. They didn't get them at a, at a rate that was, I mean, I shouldn't say they didn't get them. They didn't, they didn't get the full court press. They barely took them. When you look at the Deagle document of the countries that didn't lose population, but actually gained them, you go, well, what are those, what are those countries? It's Sudan, Congo, Kenya, Madagascar, Iraq, Afghanistan, Papua New Guinea, Yemen. It's the same ones. And I went, okay, okay. That's, that's alarming to me. Now, again, Corbett has debunked Deagle. He said, it's not true. It's not a real thing. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. A, a, A million percent. I don't want any of this to be, I'm not trying to make this happen, but, but look, we've got three different classifications with regards to these shots that, that are, that are happening. We've got short-term side effects, medium-term and long-term. The short-term from zero to 30 days is classified as blood clots, myocarditis, strokes, heart attacks, abortions, and pulmonary embolisms. That's in the first 30 days. We've seen those, right? Medium-term, this is one month to 12 month. You've got another set of factors that, that are affecting people, VADES, Vaccine acquired immune deficiency syndrome, vaccine AIDS, basically, uh, antibody dependent enhancement. We've got autoimmune reactions, heart failures, and prion like neurological destruction. So that's what's happening within a year. But now there's another category we have to look at, which is long term. That's one year from one year to 10 years. And we haven't hit these benchmarks yet. But these are the things that could be in our future, which includes spike protein induced chromosomal damage. We've got cancers, which we're already seeing infertility, which we're already seeing severe immunodeficiencies, suppressed DNA repair and fatal autoimmune disorders. So if these uh, side effects of the vaccine are real and we have no reason to think that they aren't real because we're already starting to see them. We have the potential over the next decade for there to be a catastrophe. And my question is, are we going to pretend like this isn't happening or are we going to have the conversation? Are we going to look into what does this mean if all of a sudden all the airplane airline pilots are gone, all the truckers are gone, all the school teachers, all the liberal hardcore left, uh, you know, West coast, hardcore liberal East coast, New York city, Boston, all that area of their, They're all vaccinated. The heavily, most heavily vaccinated part of the United States is the Northeast, that Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut area, top five most vaccinated places. What happens if 75% of the people there are all gone in 10 years? What what does that look like for society? So, So I wanted to have that conversation and it's dark as dark can get, okay? Admittedly, it is taking you to a place that is very uncomfortable, but you know, Sam, you, you do a good job of, of talking about the truth, you know, what's going, what's really going on out there. So 
So I feel like it's time to have that conversation. You know, what is it going to look for like for us strategically uh, if if all of a sudden America's lost its all, all its military's gone? They're all in, instructed to be vaccinated and now they're all sick or dead. Yeah, I mean, it's a real just, good question and it's an important question. And, I, you know, for me, man, so I'm a big fan of Derek Bronze. He uh, does great work. He's been on the show before. He wrote something interesting in his, um, he looks like he might have lost his uh, Twitter. But I think he wrote something interesting about how both sides are kind of using scare tactics. And one thing he says that, you know, people said they were going to die from the vaccine and we're not seeing that. But, and this is, another, again, I'm a huge fan of Derek Bronze and kind of, I was like, oh, is, is that true? Are we, are we not seeing people dying? Because I know people that have told me that they've, I had a woman on Rothy. She was on a zero. Her father, totally healthy, got vaccinated, yeah, died. I, mean, I know people personally have died, yeah. So my question is like, is it a scare tactic or, no. or is it really no. happening? And just the mechanism in which information, the information gets out is not giving, letting that information out. And again, this is not, I, I, I'm a big fan of Derek and I, you know, I loved him on the show and he's, there's an open door policy. So I, I'm, I'm just asking, is that true? Is are are people not dying? Cause my belief is they are dying. Well, now no, the they, people I know that have died, their families say they got COVID, but you know, I mean, but did they die of oh, go on charlie sorry there, there is a um where you want to get that information obviously is not from the mainstream media and and maybe if to be fair maybe not even from the alternative media maybe you want to get it from the most boring people in the world the life insurance companies why don't we talk to them what are they seeing well they didn't see a 40 percent spike in deaths in 2020 when covid was rampaging through you know when they saw it they saw it in 2021 when the vaccines rolled out they saw a spike in deaths that was a once in a 200 year event. Then that just started then. And it's starting to ramp up even more. Now you're having embalmers and, and morticians pulling large blood clots out of people. We're seeing that everywhere. Uh, but the life insurance policy holders, the people that study actuary tables that are, you know, it, they can break it down to such a mathematical certainty that it's almost impossible to lose money in the insurance business. That's why those companies get to be so big. They just, it's all math. You take the emotion out of it and it's just math. This is how many people we've got. This is when they average, you know, when they die, there'll be some outliers, but, but if you run enough people in through the group, it'll all average out and it'll get to a specific age range where these people die. And this is how much we can charge. And this is how much we, we make money. And these are the profit years. And this is, you know, they've have it all figured out. Life insurance is very predictable until you introduce something unpredictable like the COVID vaccine. And then you have a 40% spike in, in all cause mortality that these people are saying specifically did not come from COVID. They said, it's not COVID that's doing this. It is something else. And they are saying that they believe it's the shots now. And I believe it's the shots as well. We, you know, the thing is one of the things that, that sort of benefited us in the alternative media with regard to the shots is that pre COVID uh, you know, I've written books about, the dangers of the pharmaceutical industry and the VARES court and, and the vaccine damage that happens for MMR shots and, and, and uh, you know, HPV shots and things like that. So the idea that the pharmaceutical industry is some bastion of health and safety is 
preposterous, right? It, we know that. We know that they're they're criminals. They're run. It's a criminal drug cartel run by all convicted felons. Every the head, all every ten top ten big pharma company operating inside the United States, they're all convicted felons. Okay, well, let's start with that. They're all convicted felons in courts of law for felonies. Okay. So that's where we're coming from. They have a very dangerous product called vaccines. Doesn't hurt every kid every single time with every shot, but it does hurt people. So you know this going into COVID. So we have our antennas up and we're watching for this. And they kept saying, oh, well, as soon as we get the vaccine, then everyone will be fine. Everyone will be saved. And we're going, that's not how it works. We know that this is going to be a big problem. So we already knew going in to keep an eye on the vaccine. And then 2020 comes, COVID rolls out, then 2021 comes, and then the vaccine rolls out. And then you started to see the very unnatural, almost cartoonish push like, well, you know, Krispy Kreme donuts for life or two laps around Talladega Speedway or lottery tickets or lap dances or whatever the fuck it is to incentivize people people to get these shots was inconsistent with reality. If you were facing an actual pandemic, if you were facing an actual pandemic, there'd be bodies stacked up on the street. Yep. And you'd be like, I need to get to, I need to, whatever will save me from being that I need to get that. That wasn't happening. They went into in ridiculous used car salesman mode where it's like, <laughs> everything must go. What, what can I do? What can it, what's it going to take to get you into this vaccine today? And you're like, um, hey man, you get the shot, you get a studies? Budweiser. You know, you want <laughs> Budweiser, man, to get this shot, you'll get a free Bud Light, man. Come uh, on. I'll settle for this. How about the company that manufactures the vaccine? Um, how about we not allow them to hide what's in it for 65 years? Yeah. Is that reasonable? Right there. That, that hey. sounds reasonable to me. So, so look, the shots are a contributing factor at the bare minimum. And I think if we're being totally honest about it, they're the root cause of this whole problem. Now, COVID can can really d destroy your immune system and, and cause some problems for you or, you know, and, and again, the audience that was getting it, overweight, poor health, poor nutrition, high stress, you know, this is a recipe for heart attacks uh, you know, just on a normal day. But then you throw in a, a respiratory virus on top of that and the panic that came along with it. You were going to catch a lot of really fragile people and sort of finish them off with this. But now the vaccine is out. And when you've got life insurance companies telling you we're seeing huge problems with this, then I think it's worth paying attention. And, and, and I, and I know, I mean, I like Derek Bros's work too. I think he does outstanding work and, and look, we're allowed to not all agree on this too. That's fine. Um, but I, I see problems with, with where we are with this shot. I see, uh, another simultaneous problem, which is this denial, you know, the, from the people that are like, everything else is causing these deaths. It's climate change. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, what, whatever the, whatever sort of ridiculous idea they come up with, it's gotta be something else. It can't be the shot. You know, they just refuse to acknowledge that it's the shot. So uh, that to me, you know, I'm suspicious that way. I start to, I notice that and I, I want to figure out what they're trying to hide. So I think that we've got, uh, I think we've got a problem and I think the shot is the problem. And I hope that we can have the conversation because if people are unwilling or unable to have the conversation that the shots are part of this problem, we're never going to get anywhere. You'll be on your eighth booster shot and everyone will still be saying this goddamn climate change is just going to get us yeah, all. I day. mean, it's just unbelievable. Now I do agree with Derek Brown's 
on a situation that I do believe there's sometimes some hysteria uh, in the conspiracy community. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we always make fun of, um, you know, the left. The left eats itself alive. You know, that's the same thing with the conspiracy community. If I hear another dude going, dude, you don't keep it real like me. You want to keep it real? Check out my podcast. I keep it real. You want some real information, bro? Dude, just check out my podcast. I was like, okay, dude, gotcha, man. I mean, you're really saying that out loud to other people? Like, what? just put out positive energy, brother. Good shit will happen. Chill. But it's like, it gets kind of crazy how, like, we everybody's controlled opposition. Everything's this. End of the world's coming. All this stuff all the time. I do think something's going on with this with this uh, vaccine, for sure. And because we are hearing from people that healthy people are dying. We're hearing it, for sure. Um, I We know they're trying to go to cashless. We know mm-hmm. that. We know they want that. We know they want us, you know, dumb, unhealthy, scared, high anxiety, you know, low frequency. We know they want to do that. The question is, is it inevitable? And I, I, I 100% believe it's not. And that we would already be there if, it, if, they, if they could do it. It would, boom. Does that mean they can't do it in the future? No. I mean, they, have, they don't care if they do it in I this I think they're just time. chipping at it. I think they are, but I little think people by are waking up to it, though. And what, what, what's happening is they're going to start having to break their own rules. And I think that's where they get in trouble because now they're fucking with things bigger than themselves, right? Like, they, the whole part of this whole spiritual thing is that they have to get our pr- approval. They must get us to manifest letting them in, letting them do them, their stuff. That's what 9-11 was about. It was a manifestation ritual manifest us to be able to go that there's a threat in the Middle East that we have to go annihilate. Manifest that. Manifest that there's such a deadly disease out there that we have to, you have to take this experimental vaccine. Manifest that. But every time they do this playbook, it's less and less likely they can pull it off again on a very big scale. And I think they're running out of shit. I could be wrong, but that's just me. I mean, you know, and we can get into who runs the world and all this shit. I mean, for me, the most shocking thing in the world is how it's now coming out that Israeli freaking government officials knew that the vaccine was dangerous and still forced their own population to take it. And why is that such a shame? Because they're a Jew world order, Jew world order. That's all I hear. Well, really? If they're the chosen, why are they making their own freaking people do it? And not giving it to the Palestinians. You remember? They're like, nah, Palestinians, you can't get this, bro. This is ours. And yet when they knew it killed. Like, it's crazy. They had, to, they had to be drinking their own Kool-Aid on that one. Because you you would have you would have rightly just been like, oh, let's bury the hatchet with our Palestinian neighbors. Let's make sure right? that we include them in this in this magic potion that we've got. In fact, let's let them go first, you yeah. know. But they didn't do that. They mandated it for their own people, and uh, it just goes to show that that look, nobody is off limits here. But the, the, these people in positions of high power, they don't give a fuck about any of you. Yeah, they will kill yeah. all of us. They are the chosen people, they believe. And uh, and th- their their group is going to survive. And if they have to thin the herd and get rid of some people and break some eggs to make the omelet or however you want to phrase it, they're going to do it. 
They have no problem doing that. If they have to create uh, toxic vaccines and, and send that out to people, you either figure this out or you don't. You know, and you either fall for the propaganda or, or you don't. You either believe that there's a thing called SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, or you don't. You know, and if you if you're willing to believe these lies, these these easily constructed lies that that people are dying from climate change or SADS, then you are going to find yourself eventually getting cold. Charlie, what would you, get you. What'd you, you call that? Figure it out. What'd you SADS. call that? SADS? Is that what sudden uh, adult death syndrome? Is that what? I would consider Bob Saget. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weirdness with that. That was one, weird. Dude. His head—he just well, maybe, he hits yeah, his head. He know. just randomly hits. It's his not head. just him. Like the blunt force of a bat yeah. swinging in your head, and you're found peacefully in your yeah, bed. And then you go and oh yeah, I just smashed my skull. I'm gonna go take a little nap and fold my hands, you know, and just perfectly. Yeah. And then as you do, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a dead. lot to that. That is super weird. Super weird. Um, I think I think I think though a more accurate description would be the people that just go to sleep and don't wake up, you know, like not Bob Saget necessarily, but like the 21 year old college football player or, you know, all these things. This is sudden adult death syndrome, like you're just dropping dead for some reason. Now, I, I, interesting to note that if it sounds a lot like SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, that's not accidental because you remember there's all of a sudden there was this, uh, this new syndrome that was killing people, killing babies. It was sudden infant death syndrome. Just these babies up and died for some reason. We can't figure out what it is. We don't know why it was. Mm. Well, what it was, was that this was happening after their 18 month and 24 month wellness checks where they were getting all their vaccines. They were going home and dying. And they were saying, well, we can't blame the vaccines because there goes that industry. So we're going to call it something else. Let's just call it, I don't know, sudden infant death syndrome and just throw our hands up and go, we don't know what's causing it. And then everyone went, it's the vaccines. Well, here we go. 20 years later, we have COVID vaccines roll out and people just turn up dead. And I remember saying, were they going to call it sad, sudden adult death syndrome? And no shit. They actually actually rolled that out. And I thought... They're not very creative, you know, they're and not. it's really a dumb move because they're going to draw attention right back to SIDS and people are, some parents are going to start asking questions about SIDS and they're going to go, wait a second. So this wasn't just some random bad luck I had. It actually might've been tied to the vaccines. Ah, yes. You're right over the target. Yeah. And then it's going to get worse the longer, the longer it's been since you got the vaccine. It's been five years. You get a vaccine that you got the vaccine. You get a heart attack, like just random heart attack guys, guys unlucky, dude. Guy's unlucky. Dude, he worked out every day, but unlucky. Just unlucky, dude. So Dana, who was like, uh, who still believes that uh, Russians colluded with uh, <laughs> fucking Trump. <laughs> I'm trying not to say the F word. I'm sorry, guys. But colluded with Trump to uh, rig the election. Still believes it because MSNBC won't tell her different. Um, she was telling me that there's now warnings, guys, that they got a new flu shot that's coming out. That has like four that does all the variants in one shot. The COVID variant as well? No, no, no. All, all the flu, the flu variants. And they say if you get that and the and the booster, it's literally like you're you're playing Russian roulette. Your body can't handle that. 
The flu shot. I mean, who's getting the flu shot anyway when oh, they admit that it doesn't even, it doesn't don't work? Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. I mean, dude, I, honestly, it's bad marketing because it does. You know, they even say, "Hey, the flu shot doesn't really." You know, we're, we're right like ten percent of the time. Don't give me started. <laughs> don't give me started. But I mean, that's what they're talking about, man. And Lucas, what's the best time to get a flu shot? You got some hot chick going, "Hey, man, if you get a flu shot, I'll get a flu shot." It's just, it's ridiculous, right? It's just MSN, crazy. MSN, it, it's another one of those zombie brands, dude. MSN is telling us this this news about. Yeah, that's what they do. Yahoo, MSN, you know, it's just like these are brands nobody cares about. So they use, but they still have name recognition. And it's a story from the Miami Herald. It's not even someone from, they just took information from another outlet yeah, and stuck and, it in MSN. And, and so they don't want to destroy their brands anymore because. Like here's the problem, man. They re like they're they're losing. I think they're losing the information battle personally, and they're starting to realize it. Why do you think all these companies, these streaming services, are now basically killing off all this woke shit before it? I mean, they have it all shot and edited, ready to go. They're like, nope, we're not putting it out because it it's not about losing money. Everybody always thinks it's about lo oh, they're losing money. They don't care. They just print money. It's not about that. It's about they're losing the reach. It's not influencing people anymore. And that's what it's all about. And what's always been all about is being able to brainwash you, to program you into believing this shit. And that it's not working because nobody's watching it. Amazon. Well, they have nobody to blame but themselves for, for their failure to retain an audience. The so CNN's lost 91% of their audience since Trump left. Um, you can't retain an audience by lying to them constantly and expecting them to stick around. So whether it's the mainstream media or whether it's Hollywood or whatever, there, there's only so much the audience will take. They will vote with their attention. They will vote with their dollars. They will go somewhere else. And, uh, and if you want to go, you know, get woke, you, you run the risk of going, going broke. And these media companies are doing that. They've lost their influence. They used to have, so much influence when it came to the nightly news, you know, like the, like our parents' generations, they, they listened to, you know, Tom Brokaw and everything. And he's going to tell you what the news is in 30 minutes. And like, Oh man, it seems reasonable what he's saying. In fact, because it was reasonable what he was saying. We all know about operation mockingbird. We know the CIA infiltrated it, yeah. but it was less obvious back then. They were the varsity team was running it back then. Now we've got like the junior varsity or maybe even the freshman team running CNN and their lies don't make any sense. They've overplayed their hand. They've, uh, they've wasted squandered what little goodwill they had left and nobody believes them anymore because they keep trying to tell you that the emperor is wearing clothes and you're going, I can see that the emperor is shit his pants yeah. during a conversation with the Pope. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We don't believe this anymore. You, you, you can do that for so long. And then at some point it has no power anymore. And, and that's where we are. the media is losing their power over the over the general public but uh but they're not going to go down without a fight so i think we're in a dangerous time especially coming up with these elections uh midterm elections and then 2024 i would expect the media to try and go all in you know it's double or nothing because if because if they lose and trump gets in it's, it's going to be you know it's going to be a mess for them so so they've they've got to try and retain some credibility which is impossible for them so I, i'm i'm cheerleading the collapse of uh of the mainstream media. They, they, they couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of people. So,
Back in the early 90s, I would say, was maybe the early 90s or the mid-90s. I remember seeing... Okay, Johnny, was it the mid... When did Britney Spears come out? Late 90s, early 2000s, around So there. I remember in the late 90s seeing Britney Spears on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. 98 was Hit Me Baby one more time. And I go, okay, that's not a good sign. And this was right after, you know, Bill Clinton did something that nobody understood. He deregulated that. I realized, does it say the date on there? I, oh, that, nine, nine. It was 99. 99? Yeah. That's the one where you can see her. Uh, yeah. And like, oh my God. It's, belly, yeah. yeah. So I knew that that was a sign of things were changing. And this was just off the heels of, of Bill Clinton deregulating the media. And everyone was really upset with Bill Clinton when he did that because they go, why are you doing it? It makes no sense. And now we know why. Because these investment banks were going to buy up everything and, and five five entities were going to own 90% of the media, right? So what happened was after that, that's when we saw, that's when we started to see entertainment change. And it stopped becoming about what the people wanted and what the artists wanted to create for the people. And it became, how do we make the suits happy? Mm-hmm. And the suits were taking orders from the fucking tops of these five groups that own everything. And then it became cultural Marxism. And it started really slowly and everyone's like, kind of, what's up with that? But we just kept going through it and they started doing it slowly, slowly. But as every generation comes through, they have to push it a little farther. And now we're in the full on cultural Marxism, right? Like, this is where we're at. And guess what? People have decided they don't want to listen to it. They don't want to watch it anymore. The new, uh, the new Lord of the Rings on Amazon. They spent a billion dollars on that. Nobody's watching it. And everybody who is watching it is complaining. Yeah, I mean, dude, you get back to Game of Thrones. I mean, go the House of Dragon, which has a lot of woke shit into it, but it's done in a way that you're like, okay, I'm. I'll, I'll put up with. I'll it. put up with this. Yeah. It's not shoved down your throat. I got my eyes open. I know what we've had doing. one good sex scene, by the way. Uh, a little bit more. Wrap it up. That's yeah. this is what we're into here. This is what we've been. This is why we like Game of Thrones. No, this don't. is why it's on HBO. You're allowed to. Yeah, right. Go for it. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, it's not woke to, like, this stuff that they've been talking about. And they're losing their ability. I mean, like, and and I'm not just talking about Democrats. Trump tried to, you remember when Trump, and I bring this up all the time, so everyone's like, yeah, we remember it. But <laughs> it, it, when Trump tried to drag us in to war with Iran because we shot down one of their, they shot down one of our drones. Our drones. We got, dude, the drones family misses their drone dad. We gotta go do something and everyone's like nah dude we saw you did this with iraq we're not getting into it and i think it's harder not now they're just doing wars what are your thoughts on the ukraine i'm really starting to think it's a wag the dog it's over well no. it's it's as fake as a three dollar bill that's for sure Damn. i mean there's, there's certainly there's certainly stuff going on there but in terms of like who who is the who's the good guy who's the bad guy we need we have to give them more money um look it's 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 rightly called a money laundering operation there's just too much money flowing through that it's one of the most corrupt countries in the world and 
And they have legitimate complaints and they have a long, long history with Russia that we should be nowhere involved in. But uh, but we're, we're interested in in creating conflict there. So, of course, we fund these proxy wars because we want to fight Russia without actually fighting Russia. And how is that working out for everybody involved? Well, it's working out great for Russia. Russia's fine. They've never been better. Their economy's strong. They've got Europe uh, on their knees. Uh, it, they can do whatever they want. This has been a catastrophe for America. But of course, it's perfectly on brand for the Biden administration and NATO too. They just can't seem to get it right. They're just they're just bumbling morons every chance they get. They go in and start something, and they they're they're talking about Donald Trump playing 3D chess and everything like that. The Biden administration is playing Chinese checkers and they're getting beaten badly by Putin, who who may actually be a little bit more strategic than the West and has uh, has turned this into an embarrassment for for the Western uh, forces, the Western media, especially all those dipshits with uh, Ukrainian flags and their Twitter bios. They ought to be feeling pretty stupid right now. It, it, oh, again, they don't, when, when, Charlie. They don't. What's that? They don't. They don't feel stupid because they've already moved on to other things. Now they're worried about fucking uh, having to have a kid after uh, sexual assault. That, that They don't care. I mean, I, w- yeah. I should be getting a fucking parade down Hollywood Boulevard on my way to my next set at the comedy store for how right I've been about everything. Do you think anybody's at one dude goes like you're right about everything? Tony Hinchcliffe. That's it. Nobody else has been like, hey, bro. We thought you were a crazy person. It turns out you're right about everything. They will never go back. Their egos will never allow them to look back at the record. That's the difference between conspiracy theorists and everybody else. We keep a permanent record. We remember what they did, and then we see and we see the clues that they're doing it again. These people will never do that. That would be admitting you're wrong, and everyone wants to believe they have a great bullshit meter, and they don't. So yeah. it will never happen. They'll never admit they're wrong. They're agenda piranhas. They just, whatever the new agenda is, they go into it. They just destroy it in a big group, uh, never even stopping to consider the ramifications of it to look into whether what they're saying is true or false or anything. They just know they're on the winning team and they like that feeling of being on the winning team. And then somebody makes a decision is, well, we're kind of off of Ukraine now. Now we're more pivoting to uh, uh, whatever, whatever the new thing is. Uh, now electric cars. Now we're, oh, it's all about electric cars. So now it's like I stand with Tesla or whatever. And they're constantly on this treadmill of, of new agendas to support or, or, or fight against or whatever without ever taking the step. That's why I don't argue with these people online. I have no interest in their opinion. I don't really care. They, they, they don't do the research. They don't look into the topics. They don't care to get it right. They just want to be on the winning team. And the winning team is actually the losing team when you dig into it because the media has to sell it. And if you have to sell it that hard, there's probably a reason for it. So, uh, you know, otherwise you would just rightly say, oh, this is a cut and dry situation between Russia and Ukraine. No, it's not. There's a lot more nuance to it. But they don't have time for nuance on MSNBC. It's just orange man bad, uh, Putin man bad, Zelensky is a hero. If you think anything other than that, you're a transphobic bigot who probably support, you know, doesn't support gay marriage. So, I mean, everything about them is is artificial and flimsy and, and kind of, you know, laughable. But the problem is there are so many of these people, so many NPCs that believe this, that that you can't just 
ignore them because there, there are so many of them. You have to keep your eyes on them and they're very dangerous in large groups. They're, they're herd animals they move in as herd, man. And I'll tell you whether it's, whether it's everybody has to get the shots or everybody has to stand with Ukraine, like you get on the wrong side of them. They're not interested in a debate. They're not interested in you educating them about where they're getting all this stuff wrong. They wouldn't know, they wouldn't know it. Even if you laid out uh, you know, a full detailed breakdown for them, they don't care. They don't want to know. They just want to be with the herd. And that of course is super dangerous. I concur. I agree. And they just want to conform, show everybody their part, they're playing ball and they don't care. And they just, they just think that they're just going to be a part of the group that gets taken care of once all said and done because they have enough money to clean the, 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 insulate them from their their decisions and their voting and all that stuff i mean if you think gavin newsom's doing a good job it's unbelievable to me it's just shocking to me if don't complain about crime don't complain about the price of everything of gas in california don't complain about homelessness and then keep voting for the same people in just because you can't come to grips with not voting okay not if you don't want to vote Republican, I totally get it. Don't just don't vote Democrat. Stop voting against your own interests. If you know going to gas, there is a chance you could get robbed. It's happening more and more in this country. If you can get kidnapped jogging, you can get shanked jogging. If you don't like that, stop voting for the same people in. Let's make it so obvious that they're rigging this shit. And then will will we blame him on those not being able to put your put your fucking climate change down or whatever your temperature down in your house? Is he part of that? What dude? Like is that the dude, reason? He wants us on electric cars, bro. He's the guy pushing this whole narrative, and now he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna blackout. We're gonna have blackouts, which is one hundred percent manufactured. Oh yeah, it's all manufactured, dude. It's all about doom and gloom. I think they want a lot of people. Here, you want to hear my belief? I think they want fucking a lot of people off the West Coast. Make it vulnerable. Like get rid of us? Move everybody uh, off the West Coast. Make it super elite and also vulnerable to attacks. Kind of like Pearl Harbor? Oh, by the way, you uh, I was in... Um, you were there. Were you there when I made the Joe Rogan, Andrew Tate going to go at it? Uh thing at well, i forgot where where we did the last uh, uh san fran san fran yeah, and everyone yeah, yeah. oh i'm like dude do you see andrew tate's mm-hmm. already giving joe rogan shit i'm telling you bro i'm telling you i i i don't know how i i have none against andrew tate okay but his rise is is textbook in the way they try to blow somebody up right like the algorithm loves you and then they fuck it. Hey, dude, they, they de-platform me. Now you get even bigger. It's interesting. That's the Alex Jones fucking syndrome. That's, I was just going to say, it's the Alex Jones formula. Yeah. Too. Right? Oh, my no. God. They de-platformed this guy. Man, he's, he's talking truth. And now he's going to get even bigger. And I told you. Yeah. I bet you I, I he's mean, somebody they want to send in to go after Rogan because Rogan's gotten out of control. I blame Tom Segura. It's Tom's fault. It was Tom. That's that's where I saw him first. <laughs> but I mean, you think? Uh, but they went after his PayPal. They went after his website. 
Yeah, I they, know, they, dude. They nuked them, nuked them. Like, they didn't... Uh, well, they didn't, didn't they? I mean, like, I, I don't think El, uh, Alex Jones is controlled opposition. Do you, Charlie? I think he knows that there's some territory where if you talk about it, you're going to get on the wrong side of some people, and maybe he tailors it accordingly. I, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would plays suspect... The, by, that, plays the game well. I would suspect that he knows where the landmines are, and if you want to go... St- I mean, maybe not all of them, obviously. He jumped on Just the Sandy Hook one, but 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 if you, want to, if you want to stay in this game, then maybe you learn how to play ball, and there's certain things you can go hard in the paint in, certain topics and then in others that where maybe you get a phone call and they say, you you know, you maybe, maybe go a little easier. And from time over time, you learn what that means and you decide whether or not you want to be the guy that says, screw it. I'm going to go all the way and let them come after me. Or you say, well, now I have to make a decision and I'm not trying to justify, I don't know Alex at all. I've never met him, but, but, but now you're in a situation where you've got, you're running a corporation with a bunch of people working for you and you start making calculations like, all right, well, what is this worth worth as far as like, do I go short on one component of this so that I maintain this operation so that I can get the message out on everything else. And you make that sort of internal calculation about how, how bold do you want to be knowing that, you know, that determines the level of scrutiny that is brought upon your company and maybe your ability to talk at all. So I, and again, I don't, I don't know him. Maybe he's had to make that decision and you're never going to please everybody with that for sure. I mean, everybody, it's easy for us to say, go, go hard after everybody, you know, go, go after these globalists specifically name names, pick these guys, go out. You never go after Israel, Alex, go after Israel. You know, it's easy for us to say that, but, but have, has he had a phone call in the middle of the night where somebody said, knock that shit off or we come for your kids. And then you make that calculation and you go, well, maybe I don't want to get my kids involved in this. You know, maybe I don't want to, maybe I don't want to wind up with my car exploding or yeah. something like that. So, so again, I, I, I don't, you, you rise to a certain level where you start to get no, people start to take notice of you. And then maybe you become a little bit of a threat. And at that point they start trying to scare you and they see where you spook. I mean, well, they do make the calls. They made the, the call to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, they told them that they obviously are making calls. They are telling, oh, they are calling mean, people. Yeah, yeah they are. You. Yeah, they are calling people to tell you to cool it the fuck down. So I can see them telling like, not they. I don't think they come off and like, hey, this is the CIA. But you start getting hey. creepy. You you start getting creepy shit, creepy numbers. Where you're like, hey, and then you kind of get the hint. We're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't talk about this shit. You know how sometimes we talk about stuff and then the internet goes out. What if that happened a lot to him and shit went going wrong? You're like, hey, maybe I just shouldn't talk about this. Dude, I mean, it's super interesting, bro. And like, again, like I I go back to all my friends. We, we, I personally don't have as much to lose as those guys do. They've all built up these giant things. And it's like, it's very easy to be like, I'm going to keep it real, bro. But when there's a lot on the line, some people may not do that. And, you know. That's why I enjoy being unfamous, okay? Because we can say whatever we want in this show. Nobody cares. Um, but that is a danger that some people deal with, man. And, you know, I, do, I, I'm, I, do I hate people for that? No, I don't. 
No, know? I understand it. It's it it sucks. It's a calculation that you have to make. I think if you wind up in this world, or if you're a whistleblower, or you're somebody that's in a prominent position, you you if you have an understanding of how these things play out, you realize, all right, my life might be in danger for talking about this particular thing. You know, you Sammy, we had uh, Brooke on from you know the the Pfizer whistleblower. Like she had to make that calculation about well, if I start talking, you know, I know who Brandy Vaughn is. She, she wound up dead. You know, do I want to go down that that path? Well, maybe it's important for my soul that I speak out. Maybe I have a different situation. Maybe I, I feel more comfortable doing it. But not everybody does, and not everybody can. And everybody's in a different you know, different sure. situation where they have friends and family that are vulnerable to things like that. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for those people that are brave enough to come out and talk about the things that they know will get them targeted. And, and these whistleblowers that we've had on talking about how their lives have changed, you know, talking about how, how they've got a cricket. Uh, remember she, she said she got like a cricket put somewhere in a, in a jar that was put on her front door or something showing like, you better be quiet like that. That's scary shit. I mean, they go after everybody. Farmers talk about, uh, like Monsanto's going after them where all of a sudden they can't grow nothing Dude, they'll go after you. Like, it just depends. Like, imagine being a Jeffrey Epstein victim and trying to come out to that. Like, you know your life's in danger. Oh, yeah, the second, yeah. The second they yeah. hear your name, oh, that's it's, you better be ready for security. That's why I love that there's so many conspiracy podcasts, and that's why I love to help people by getting them on this podcast or whatever. You know, joining the Union of the Unwanted is because I just feel like there's strength in numbers. And they can't yeah. silence all of us. And like these young, these young podcasts or these newer podcasts tend to go really hard. <laughs> they they don't care. They're fearless, and I like that. And I like to help people that do that. And I think that's important. I think it's important to the more the merrier. I say the more the merrier, dude. Great show, Charlie. Uh, really loved having you on again. Thanks, we covered man. a lot of great stuff today. A lot of bombs dropped. A lot yeah. of bombs. Yep. Uh, Charlie, if you can tell them where they can find you one more time. Sure. Uh, Macroaggressions goes out twice a week. Audio podcast, wherever podcasts are served, please subscribe. Please rate it. It doesn't really matter all that much to me, but apparently it makes a big difference to the algorithm. So if you can do that, we would appreciate that. The Union of the Unwanted goes out as an audio podcast as well. It's on Rockfin. You can catch uh, my other show. I'm like, Sam, like you said, you you can't have one podcast. You have to have three. Uh, Day Zero, which I do with Chris Matthew and Corey Hughes and X-Cubed and Lindsay Sharman. We have a really fun time uh, that that show will definitely will definitely get kicked off the air for that one at some point. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so. I encourage you to at macroaggressions, the website, the octopus of global control.com. Thank you, Sammy. Thanks. I love you, brother. Thank you Thanks, so Johnny. much for Thanks, coming XG. on. I uh, hope to see you guys in Plano, Texas this weekend. Uh, a lot of great stuff going on there. And then Saratoga Springs at the end of the month. Uh, again, go to samtriplee.com for all of your needs. The new t-shirts are on there. My dates, uh, all my premium content is there. Go check it out. I mean, dude, all my heroes are shadow band. Great shirt. And the uh, t- Tim Fall Hat live shirts are all there. So go check it out. And we appreciate your support. Have a great weekend. We, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. <laughs> 
from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.